Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. We've got a crazy story today of a landlord trying to show off an apartment while the person's still actively living in it and a malicious compliance that goes along with it. But first, a story by Crank Mike. Site director does not want the shift foreman to correct his mistake, so the emergency shutdown kicks in. This story took place almost 11 years ago when I just finished my apprenticeship and started working in a combined heat and power plant, CHP. It's not my compliance, but my actions indirectly led to the situation. Also, this didn't happen in an English-speaking country, so I'm translating position names and terminology to the best of my ability. I will have to give some technical information and backstory so it makes sense. I'm sorry if this is a bit boring to read. The CHP was a smaller plant with three boilers. One small one that would only produce hot pressurized water for district heating, and two bigger ones that instead would produce super hot and pressurized steam to power a generator and afterwards the partially cooled down water would then be used for district heating. During summer when demand for heating was low, only the small boiler would be used and no electricity would be produced. There were two kinds of jobs you would be assigned to, either maintenance which had working hours from 7 to 16 or a shift with a 3 by 8 hour shift rhythm. During summertime, there was only a skeleton crew on shift time, one shift foreman and one normal worker, while the rest of us would either be on maintenance or take the time off to reduce the amount of overtime you accumulate during winter. We had several people working in the office that would be ranked higher than us normal workers, but above the shift foreman were only like three people in the plant, one of which was the site director mentioned in the title. He was extremely full of himself since he had a doctorate and put on a big boss act to the point where I thought he was the manager of our CHP branch and only recently learned how wrong I was. He had a bad habit of visiting the shift workers in the control center, talking to the foreman, and fixing some settings for pumps and boilers and then leaving back to his office. The problem would be that he would always put the settings close to the maximum or minimum of whatever he would fix. Like for example, the output of the pump that pumps the heated water out of the boiler, stuff like that. So the people working on shift had to fix his mistakes after he left so the boilers wouldn't shut down. Okay, with that out of the way to the actual story of malicious compliance and my indirect part in it. I'd worked at the plant for almost a year and after my one year contract ran out, I would leave for higher education and a completely different field. So I was somewhat running a zero freaks given mentality. I was on maintenance since it was summertime and got assigned to help the site director's secretary prepare a conference room for some meeting and we got to chatting about random stuff. But at some point the topic of the site director himself came up and the conversation went something like this. I say, so is the site director always so uptight? The secretary says, I don't know what you mean, he's a very nice boss and everyone in the office likes to work with him. I say, oh really, I never got that feeling when meeting him in the control center. The secretary says, really? How come? I say, well, he just walks in, only talks to the foreman at best, and messes with our settings, which we have to fix afterwards, but nobody dares to say anything to him, I guess. After that, we didn't say much more, and I realized pretty quickly that I may have gotten myself into some trouble by talking so openly with her, but I was so used to not really caring that much, 
and during the conversation, I didn't really consider my words carefully. Well, turns out the secretary told the site director what I said, though to this day, I don't know if she mentioned my name since I was never spoken to about the topic. The site director, however, was apparently pissed off enough that he walked into the control center the next day, did his messing with the settings, and then forbid the foreman to revert the changes because he knows better than anyone in this building how to run the plant. The foreman did as he was told and didn't touch what the site director changed. After about 20 minutes, the plant had an emergency shutdown because the boiler ran out of water and was about to overheat. There were no repercussions for any customers, since we had a big reservoir container at all times connected to the district heating net that could bridge the time until the boiler could be restarted. But any emergency shutdown has to be followed up by a team from the main office downtown, probably so they can pin the fault on someone should it come to some financial hit. The fallout that I witnessed at the time was mainly the site director being a bit of a laughingstock among us workers and him not coming into the control center for the time I was still working there. I left a few weeks later after my contract ran out and honestly didn't think too much of it until I met an old coworker of mine, who is a shift foreman himself now, and he told me that about half a year after I left, the actual branch manager had a meeting with all shift foremen, and a while after that, the site director was fired after it was discovered that he put almost all of his workload on the foreman and some of the office workers. Afterwards, one of the most senior shift foremen were offered some advanced training in order to take the position of site director, since they need someone in that position that actually knows how to operate the plant, and they were doing most of his job already anyways. Well, and in that weird circumstance at the end there, it helps that they were doing most of the job anyways, so you can't say they aren't qualified. If you had somebody above that was really causing some serious trouble, would you want to be a whistleblower and try and get the word out what this site director was doing? Or would you prefer to just stay in your lane, ride it out, and just try not to get yourself tied up in that kind of thing? Let me know which way you'd go in the comments down below. Our next story is from the God of Wine 7. Oh, you want to make sure line items are charged by the book? You got it. I accept purchase orders for a shipping company, and one of our customers is known for sending in crappy POs. Bad pricing, old items, details wrong, all of it. At first, I tried to correct it with them, but was ignored. The totals were mostly close, so our policy was basically just match the PO. They sent in a PO, which should have totaled around $12,000, but with their freaked up math, it came out to like $10,800. Owner gives them the leeway for this, so I take it, price all items as the PO states, and move on. Later, they call... One item on the PO should be like $3.50, and they paid $3.60. I say to them, look here, I just matched your PO. They compare against the price list and realize they put the wrong cost. They paid a bit more for that item. The woman proceeds to blame me for the mistake, as I should have caught the discrepancy and said something. I said, you are exactly right. So I repriced everything with her on the phone, saving their biggest losses until the end. When I told her the new total they actually owed us, she said, we won't worry about the discrepancy now, and blathered on. I said, no worries, I'll make a note in your account to review all orders for discrepancies from here on out, and haven't heard back. They're about to be unhappy. I would definitely do all you could to document that they were the ones that called and complained about not being totally price accurate, so that whenever this crap hits the fan and somebody starts complaining like crazy from that end, 
your butt is totally covered because they're the ones that called in the first place. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. They're chocked full of awesome stories like our next one from Art, Love & Beauty, Landlord wants me to show my apartment while I'm still in it. He threatened legal action if I didn't comply. So now every potential renter gets the grand tour of every single thing the landlord has failed to fix, as well as how egregiously long it's been since I requested repair. Additionally, they get a detailed explanation of how the management company stole my 10000 overpayment and how I've been living rent-free for months because they refused to give it back. They can keep sending people if they want. Everyone's been like, oh my god, thank you. I think what kind of blows my mind about this living situation is that they're still sending these people in while they have to know full well that OP's gonna totally sabotage it, right? Like, are they even there to, like, show them around? Or do they just send them to the house? I think just the way they're conducting this in general is enough for the prospect of renters to be like, yeah, I don't know. This next story is by Moaning Pterodactyl. Never worked by myself? Okay, will do. Worked in retail about 20 years ago, and Sunday was a terribly slow day for our store. We might have gotten two to three customers all day from 12pm to 6pm that we were open. And usually they weren't buying anything, just paying a bill, this was at a wireless store. There were always two people staffed so that we could take breaks as needed etc. and still have coverage. Well, one day at break time, my coworker left the store to run home, just a few blocks away, and grab some food. It was during that time that our boss's boss, the regional manager Tabitha, came into the store and blew her lid at me. She was screaming about, where's Chris? Why aren't the two of you here? You can't ever be here working by yourself ever again. Tabitha stayed until Chris came back and he got the same earful. She was known to be an angry person, so we didn't really take it personally. This is just how she was as a person. Terrible. So fast forward to the following week, and our manager Mitch heard about it, and he said we had to follow her rules. Mitch was a good dude and knew how Tabitha was, so we did exactly as we were told. Some weeks later, I arrived at my scheduled start time to open the store on a busy day. We always got there at least 30 minutes before opening, and this day, there were a couple of people already lined up outside. I was scheduled to work with Chris again this day, and he called to say he was late. No problem. I sat in my car, and the store didn't open until he arrived. Almost two hours later. Customers were pissed, most of them left, and I got a call from the regional manager with an earful about not opening the store on time. But Tabitha, Mitch had a talk with us and instructed us to follow your rules. Chris was the only one scheduled to open with me, and so I waited for him so that I wasn't working by myself just like you said. Some more yelling about how I should have called someone or some other garbage that wasn't actually my responsibility. She finally moved along to yell at someone else about something else. Chris got an earful too at some point. Oddly enough, there was a team meeting called that week where Mitch told us the new rules were to open the store on time, try to have two people there at all times, but to use good judgment. Tabitha wasn't around for long after this, but not as a result of this and Mitch eventually moved up to the regional manager position and then I think another promotion after that. He was a good leader and grew the territory quite a bit before he left to go start his own business. He always fought for us and did the right thing by his staff. One of the best managers I ever had. 
I've definitely got to agree with OP. I think that if there's one thing that can make a bad job worthwhile, it's a manager that you know is like, okay, listen, I think it sucks too. We'll just try to write it through, just try to work through it, comply to it. It won't be too bad. When you see that your manager's got your back and they're in it with you, it makes it a little bit more tolerable. And our final story of the day is by Kazbob48. Just find room for 10 extra pallets of soda. I used to work for a national soda company. My job is to swing by stores several times a day and restock the shelves from supplies in the back rooms. Fourth of July is by far the busiest day of the year, as most stores have big sales. At the time I worked, a common sale was 512 packs for $10. Anywho, the problem each year is that there just isn't enough space in stores' back rooms to have enough product to last the entire day. So what should happen is that drivers do extra deliveries to keep product on the shelves. Well, my boss has decided he doesn't want to pay overtime on a holiday, so this year he has a plan. We'll order more product than we have space for and put our product in areas reserved for other vendors and the store itself. So, July 3rd, the load shows up. Right away, it is apparent that there is just way too much stuff. Even if I use space, I'm not supposed to. And the back room manager is pissed at me because my pallets are in the way of everyone else trying to get their stuff in and out. I call my boss and let him know that this is never going to work and they need to come do buyback on some of the pallets. He tells me to make it work and hangs up. Cue malicious compliance. I grab a pallet jack and walk the entire pallet out onto the floor of the store. This store has narrow aisles. I go to the soda aisle and drop the pallet. It completely takes up the aisle. Customers can't walk in or out, repeat about a dozen times. Then I leave for the day. I get a call from my boss. He isn't happy with me. He wants me to go back to the store and somehow find space that doesn't exist. I tell him I've already had a few drinks and won't be driving anywhere. He tells me I'm fired and hangs up. Whatever, I've got other job offers. And now, I can go hang out at my buddy's barbecue and watch fireworks. I get a call at 6am from my boss. He's swearing at me because we start at 4am on the 4th. I tell him he told me I was fired, so I'm at home sleeping in. He tells me he was just joking and I need to get to work now. I tell him that I've already taken an offer working for a competing company. Not true, but he doesn't know, and they're paying me $5 more per hour than he is and 5 extra days PTO. If he wants me, then I want $6 more per hour and an extra 6 days of PTO. He swears at me and hangs up. Whatever. Back to bed I go. 5 minutes later, my boss calls again. He tells me he'll do that, but I have to leave now. This is a little display of something called supply and demand both making that extra supply work and also the demand for work and for OP to be there. Good on OP for making a fool of them, hustling, and getting themselves a pretty darn good raise. I just bet they're going to fire them soon after that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. 
Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. 